Welcome to the Alternative Hair Alchemist podcast. Now, whether you're one of the hundreds of thousands of women experiencing hair loss for any number of reasons, or if you're curious and want to check out what alternative hair is all about, you are in the right place. Hi, I'm Deborah. I am a certified alternative hair specialist, educator, and the co-creator of a -a one-of-a-kind, shame-free, stigma-free alternative hair boutique called Very Best Little Hair House, and that's where the magic happens. That's where I help women and men like you find the alternative hair that brings their inner beauty out. We take over where genetics or Mother Nature drop the ball and help you find and wear the alternative hair that makes you feel vibrant. I've made it my business to discover all there is to know about good wigs and toppers, and I love to talk about them. It's not just hair. It's so much more than that. This is about feeling complete, and if alternative hair is the way for you to do that, I got you covered. Yeah, it sucks when you see your scalp shining through your hair, but you know what? There is joy in finding the right alternative hair, trust me. It can be overwhelming at first. I mean, where do you start? Wig? Topper? Oh my God, will somebody know? What if my wig falls off? First of all, take a deep breath, I got you covered. This podcast addresses all things alternative hair. It's not always as easy as just finding a wig and putting it on, so I'm going to give you a tell-it-like-it-is viewpoint from what I see firsthand. I've been through it all. Stress hair loss, alopecia, chemo. So I started my own journey about 20 years ago, and at that time I had nobody to talk to or get advice from, so I am here for you. And I can tell you this, even on my best natural hair day, I never looked or felt as confident as I do in my alternative hair. And now after five years of helping people in my shop get over that fear and get out there, I am bringing this to you to inspire, empower, and educate you. It's simple. When you look good, you feel even better. And if alternative hair is part of that confidence, who cares if you grew it or if you bought it? Forget your grandma's wig and prepare to look red carpet gorgeous. Time to end this shame and stigma. Life is too short not to love who you are, and I want you to get excited about the possibilities. So grab your headphones, feel the love I am sending your way, and let's do this. Hello, everybody. Deborah here with this week's episode of the Alternative Hair Alchemist, and we're going to get right to it and continue on the subject of fears. And this week, I'm going to blast away at least seven of the excuses that I hear for not wearing a wig or not wanting to wear a wig because fear can manifest itself sometimes as like reasons for an excuse. So I see quite a lot of this, and especially even in the past few weeks, I've been doing this now, alternative hair, for like five years. And I really got to say, I do not see it getting any better as far as the perception of wearing alternative hair. And if you've listened to this podcast, you probably already know that this podcast is one of my efforts to help normalize wearing alternative hair. Whether you need it or not, you know, most women probably listening to this have hair loss and that type of thing. But 
even if you don't, if you want to wear a wig for whatever reasons, I know people that just don't have great hair and they could be so much happier if they thought of wearing alternative hair just as any other fashion accessory. And so I hear a lot of excuses. So I'm going to try and break down some of the ones that I hear the most often. First one in my shop, I will hear, well, everybody's all ready to come in, get a wig. They find the wig they like and they're like, but I don't want to be fake. Not that it looks fake or whatever, but be fake. And I kind of get this because I went through this myself. But my goodness, in this day and age, be fake? Really? In the age of fake eyelashes, fake boobs, what have you. All kinds of things to make people feel more beautiful. And good alternative hair is one of those things. Especially when people have hair that have not received a diagnosis of alopecia, say they're going through some texture changes, it's brittle, it's breaking off, or what have you. So they feel that, well, I don't really, quote, unquote, need a wig, so they feel like they should not want to wear one. Shoot, just wear the wig. Life is short, wear the wig. Next biggest excuse I hear has, of course, to do with the cost. Yes, it is true. Good alternative hair is going to cost you some money. But here's the thing. It doesn't matter how much gas costs. You still need hair. So sometimes with the clients, especially the depression mindset generation, that it's quite a lump sum at one time. I always say, look at it like this. How do you feel when you wear it? Probably like a million bucks. I know I do. So, you know, of course, you always got to get what you can afford. I know there's somebody out there going, wow, you know your budget. But my point is, is like, say, let's say you spent $400 on a wig. And of course, for $400, you can get a pretty nice wig if you spend the money right. If you divide that by 12 months, it comes out to $33.33, although I don't have my calculator, but I remembered that number. It stuck in my mind. But if you look at it like that, if you take the cost of the wig and divide it over the months that you wear it, that is like the cost of a haircut. And I'll tell you, I always say this before, when you see women with drop dead red carpet gorgeous hair and it's their own hair, that hair is not cheap, okay? Going to a top salon, getting your colorist, getting your roots, hopefully a decent tip, that adds up. So sometimes when people feel guilty or whatever about spending on a wig, I try and remind people of that fact. And sometimes that helps. Next excuse I hear is it's going to grow back. Or especially when someone has called me, they will call like as they're starting to go to the dermatologist because the hair loss has worsened. So they're starting to take action. So they call me like ahead of time or just in case or trying to get the deets about if I need a wig, what do I do or how do I make an appointment? And so in talking to them, they will always tell me about, well, I'm taking this medication or getting this shots and this, and it's going to grow back. So I don't really need one right now. Or 
I will have calls from people that have had the COVID hair loss or thyroid medication here. Insert name of medication or condition here. If it causes hair loss or texture changes or whatever, they will be calling to get that information, yet it will prevent them from coming in because they're going to wait for it to grow back. Well, here's the thing. You can wear alternative hair while it grows back. I talked about this before. A good medical wig that fits your head is not going to prevent hair from regrowing. And I can tell you personally, when I embraced wearing alternative hair, when I started to find better alternative hair that made me feel great, just the pressure alone off of myself on worrying about how much time I was going to have to spend and is my hair going to look right. You got great hair. You can put it on. I'm telling you, it takes a load off. And a lot of the times, especially with me, I noticed my hair started to come back even more. I was just talking to a client today about that. She's getting compliments on everything that she's wearing. She wants to come in to get another wig because she's like, well, in case it doesn't grow back. So there's this thing like once you cross over the line and the compliments start rolling in, it becomes more acceptable. But yet I still hear the hope that the hair will grow back. And of course, Everybody hopes it grows back. And I'll tell you, with my alopecia areata, I do have a great amount of regrowth. But it was a combination of things. And maybe I'll do an episode about that. But basically, feeling good is going to help you and your hair. And I know when I was going through this and the dermatologist told me, you know, well, it's stress-related, that is the most infuriating thing. But guess what? I can tell you firsthand it is true. Next thing I will hear often is my grandma, my aunt so-and-so, the lady at church, insert person here, wore a wig and you could always tell. And this is a very valid fear. I mean, bad wigs cause capital T trauma. I talk about this all the time. Bad wigs, I mean, strike terror into the heart of people. I see it in my shop. I felt it myself. I mean, people fear hair loss because they think they're going to be doomed to forever looking like they are wearing a wig. And it's simply not true. I'm telling you, I get compliments wherever I go on my hair, not on my wig. Someone inevitably will stop me to ask me who colors my hair, who cuts my hair, etc. Depending on the situation, I use that opportunity to educate because Heck, I've seen people come to my shop like women that are going on chemo and they are shaking when they come through the door. And then yet when we show them what's possible and they see me and all of the beautiful possibilities out there, they are just like so relieved. So don't let somebody you know that has a bad wig, please don't judge all alternative hair by that. Another thing, I had one before and they're hot and itchy. Well, if that's the case, and there are hot and itchy wigs, I can guarantee you there is a better one out there. I have wigs so comfortable that I even forget I have them on. 
which, of course, you're always going to know something is on your head. But I'm telling you, there is a comfort level there. And I didn't understand that at first because I hadn't explored everything out there. But as you go along, you will learn. And there are wigs that are so comfortable, you won't even know. And, you know, specifically my favorites are the hand tides. And I talk about them quite a bit. But um, you can certainly find comfortable wigs less than hand-tied, though, too. Another thing I will see, and this is kind of just, it's like a form of resistance or whatever to, you have no hair, you need the wig in the chair. Someone will go, well, if it was a quarter inch longer on this side, or if it was just a little bit this or that, when you're getting a wig I can get you as close to all of your wishes in one. However, there are certainly only a certain number of wigs made in styles or what have you. And I will have it down to a T. Yet someone will find a feature on the wig and focus on that. And I see this almost kind of like as a form of perfectionism or what have you. But I've really thought about this. And often when that's going on, I think it's because underneath it all, it's fear of wearing a wig. And that once you get out the door and those compliments come in, trust me, you will get over it quickly. Another one I hear from people is, and this sometimes we can get over it in the shop, but when the wig is on and a lot of times people coming into the shop will go, oh, I like the one you have on. And then so I will get that and let them try it on. And they look in the mirror and go, oh, but it looks like it's a wig on me. And I see this with clients too. Often for the first three wigs, no matter what they are, could be the best wigs in the world. Well, it looks like a wig. So trust me, if you are at home and you have a wig and you're having that feeling, I say it takes a good 10 minutes for your eye to get used to how you look in that wig. And I've seen it in the chair. You know, when I tell people, give yourself a minute, look away from the mirror, and then they'll talk. And as they relax and start to notice themselves in the mirror, then they start to get more comfortable with it. And I go through this myself, especially with a change of style and color. So I guess my point is, is that sometimes the thought that it looks like a wig on me is a matter of perception. And... There's ways to make sure that doesn't happen. There are people that in your life that will give you a reliable opinion. I know I certainly will. I have the group on Facebook, Wise Wig Advice. You can always message me. I will tell you honestly what I think. But anyway, on to the next thing. My husband, family, etc. won't like it. And that may be the case. But here's the thing. You have to do what makes you feel good. Life is short. I am an average. Sometimes I feel like a cheerleader for the alternative hair because I've seen it from both sides. I'm on the other side now. And I'm like, come on, do it, do it. Because I see, especially when people are nervous to leave the shop and I tell them, you're going to get compliments on this. Someone's going to ask you who did your hair and I have them text or call me or whatever and to let me know that I'm right. And it always works out that way. If you leave my shop, you're going to get compliments. And lastly, I'm probably pretty sure there are people out there that are like, well, it sounds like a great idea, but I don't know where to start. 
And I can tell you there are several reputable wig people out there. Sometimes previous ripoffs or, you know, bad experiences scare people. I'll tell you, if you go to my Instagram, anybody I follow, I follow several, several reputable wig influencers, wig shops. There are many there. Anybody that I follow is a good place to start. So check that out and definitely come to the Wise Wig Advice Group on Facebook. I'll be happy to either help you myself or refer you to somebody that can. And with hair loss, just remember, it's just a thing. Everybody has something about themselves. Like personally, my hair loss isn't my major thing anymore. I'll just share this with you. Like I have a gut problem from previous surgeries. It really bothers me. It left me a little bit kind of misshapen. But you know what? I put the binder on and I deal with it. And a good wig makes me forget about that. (laughs) But anyway, another example I saw when I was in Chicago recently, I always noticed people's shoes. And this chick had on this great pair of shoes. And I looked and she had a prosthetic leg. And I thought, wow, how cool is that? I mean, that didn't stop her. She's going to wear the shoes. So I just thought that was beautiful. I think everybody should be like that. If you don't have hair, wear the wig. You might think you're alone, but you're not. There are many women with hair loss, and there is so much love for you. Not just from me, from your family. I really believe in divine love. And when you are not feeling good about yourself, you know, that's not cool. So so anyway, this week I hope I've said something that helped you. Until next week, bye-bye. If you loved this episode and want to connect with me, please go to my website and drop me an email, verybestlittlehairhouse.com, so we can get in touch. And until next time, remember that you are beautiful, perfect, and loved just the way you are.